What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Vessels Podcast. If you are new here, we are so blessed by your presence and are thankful that you are here listening to us and are giving us a chance. Uh, we just pray and hope that this podcast is beneficial to you in some way. Um, but we just want to give you guys a quick heads up that this episode that we just recently recorded is a continuation of our previous episode that we released on spiritual gifts. Now, just to give you a quick heads up, None of us are biblical scholars. None of us are theologians. We honestly, in all transparency, haven't been to seminary. We're taking some online seminary type courses and that kind of stuff, but we're still learning about these things that we're sharing. So uh, we just ask for your grace. And uh, if you guys have something that you want to share, or maybe we said something that was wrong, if you want to talk to us about it, we are more than happy to uh, receive your feedback on those things. But if not, uh, we just ask for your grace. And if we rediscover something in the future and that it was wrong, we hope to address it. Um, but we basically in these episodes just try to continue the conversation about the spiritual gifts and what each of the gifts mean and what they are and how they can potentially apply into our lives. But with that being said, we hope you guys find these episodes beneficial to you in some way in your faith and that you would uh, grow in your knowledge of the spiritual gifts as Paul calls us to not be ignorant in and uh, discover what your guys's gifts are and start to pursue them and grow them because the purpose of them is to bring glory to God and to edify or build up the body of believers in the church. And so you have a role to play. Do not think you don't, you do. And so we just want to encourage you, discover what your gifts are, give this podcast a listen, extend your knowledge of what the spiritual gifts are, uh, and let's grow the kingdom together. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's jump into it. podcast so glad you're with us today we are live and back at it again in the lion's den back my at name it again is, with the white veins my name is jeremy and that was connor who interrupted me so we're just gonna ignore that <laughs> but sitting next to me in the exact same shirt that we did not coordinate to match with is the one and only christian james Beatty. hey guys that's my middle name yep and then we do have connor <laughs> middle name michael medea with mm. us as well in the room and then we also have ali champion with us middle name world, world. gotcha <laughs> never Again. gets old it never, never gets, gets old. old never ever ever so excited to be with you guys um actually connor and ali and i have been bonding for the last hour and a half waiting for you to show <laughs> up touchdown so. <laughs> Hey, Connor. My bad, guys. Connor, we're doing a podcast right Who's now. We've got C.D. Lamb on their team. Hey, we're uh, we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. C.D. Lamb, is that and a you're disease? you're watching football. You guys you are know watching what? it, You too. know what? I'm not watching it right now. I'm well, not. I, I think don't I, believe I, it. You're just you're sneaking some looks over there. <laughs> you need to turn that off. I can. I think I need task. to turn it off, too. Well, I think it's a mistake that we made. That's like a 40-yard touchdown. Wow. And that's like a 40-second mistake for people having to listen to Connor interrupt us with his college. The Cowboys are still in the league. Haven't they lost us so many times? Shouldn't they like not even be? All right, we're out of this. We're out of this. We're going out of here. All right, well, um, if you guys are new to the Vessels podcast, we are so happy that you're here. My name is Jeremy, and like I said, this is the Vessels squad. Uh, we are part of the Ask Us Why Christian apparel line, and in this podcast, we just aim to share any wisdom, insight, or experiences that we have had in our lives with you guys to just kind of pass down uh, what we can to help you grow in your faith. It's pretty much what we do. 
That's what we do. And uh, yeah, usually I like to get a read on the room before we get started, and I like to ask each person how they're doing. Um, and I think that uh, before we get started, that uh, last episode, we talked about the gifts of the spirit, but as we were doing our intro, we were asking what everyone was doing for the day and or for the weekend, and we both explained how we were going to Cali mm-hmm. and how we were there for different reasons. But the mm-hmm. real reason we were there is because... Connor and Ali got engaged. Oh. No, engaged. Show the, yeah, show them. You, you. Oh, it. look at mine, guys. Do it. <laughs> no, not yours, Ali. Connor, show us yours. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. On your pinky. Wait, put on your pinky. Can it fit on his pinky? Yeah, he puts it on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just looks weird on a guy. That's a big rock, man. Not lie. Wow. wow, look at that. Did a good job there, buddy. He did a really good job. Guys, what's it like to feel engaged now? How Can much? you give advice to any of the uh, people in our audience that oh, are yeah. engaged? Just how much like what different it's like is your How to navigate engagement? With all the experience we have yeah. of um, three days, four days? I mean, I pretty much already knew everything about relationships. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So, Wisdom. I mean, this helps a little bit, I guess. No, what's the advice, though? Like, they need advice. They need to know. How do I get through my engagement season? It's not all about you, Connor. <laughs> We're trying to give value. I've come to, like really not understand that i think i will i'm not discrediting people but i've heard that actually quite often people are like engagement sucks and i look at them and i'm like i don't know what you're saying right now because i'm having a great time yeah you'll learn yeah (laughs) three days in it's it's fun for a couple weeks because it's super exciting and then after that you're like i just want to be married yeah because then you have to plan and then you have to go through and deal with humans and humans we know the basic thing which is that Keynes is catering so You're joking. Awesome. Is Kane's actually going to be catering? That's, we're going to make it happen. Make it I'm happen. so excited. I am so excited. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know why people don't do it's that more. It's so much like cheaper. Catering with Kane's or like Chipotle or... Chipotle And we want to have like around the Chipotle Canes. Chipotle you can do. We want to have like Vine references. Oh, Amazing. You guys are gonna have like a an iconic wedding. It's just everything jokes. You know, you have so your guys' vows are literally just gonna be like different <laughs> wait, wait, vines wait, wait, integrated wait, wait. into like each you other. Have like name tags for people where they sit. Oh, We're no. gonna have the name tags, but each table is gonna have a different vine <laughs> reference. <laughs> wow! If you guys don't know anything about Connor and Allie, I hope that that explains just a little <laughs> bit about who they are. <laughs> Connor loves everything sports and everything vines and the office and, and the office. And Allie. And Allie. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that was the start of marriage counseling. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Seriously, though, uh, it was in Laguna Beach and uh, it was a last minute uh, relocation because we had a, apparently there was a wedding going on where you guys like picked your original spot, which was crazy because like pretty sure that like. You knew it was a wedding location. <laughs> it was I'm pretty weekend. sure they're not allowed to have that there. <laughs> I mean, Anyways, the spot that we ended up in was absolutely gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was pretty great. It was great. Um, it yeah, you guys are engaged now. That's so awesome. Remy so took our photos. Please check those out. They are incredible. Yeah, you can go check out all my pics that I took for it. You can find it on my uh, my Visco. Jeremy D7. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy D seven. Actually, Jeremy I think D7. it's I think it's like Remy Boy one or something. I don't know. I haven't used Visco. Remy Boy and it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. Um. Anyways, how are we doing today in the room though? Are we doing good, Christian? You doing pretty good. Good. I uh realizing how many things that I'm committed to. 
preschool and then like school started happening and I was like, oh no. So, <laughs> oh, so no. we're going to be... Uh, it was at this moment that Christian realized he messed up. I messed up. So a uh, little, little bit overwhelmed right now, but we'll get the hang of it as school kind of levels out. Let's go, man. Philippians 4-6. Cast all your anxieties on him. Word. That's a good word. That's what's up. Connor, how you doing? Hey, man. Just remember, you know, when you got all this homework, Philippians 4.13, man. You do all things through Christ who gives you strength, you know. Just, yeah. Just remember that. And yeah. your homework will just automatically be done. Yeah, that's a good word, man. Yeah. Ali, what you got? <laughs> yo, I, don't, I, don't know how yo, to, I don't know how to play this game. Yo, hey, hey, hey. giving me advice? Jeremiah 29.11, bro. <laughs> like, God, God's got you, bro. I know this he wants, he's got plans for you to prosper. I'm going to prosper. John 3.16. He's got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey John three sixteen man, God, God so loved the, the world, world man. He's got you. He's got for you. God man. so loved the world man. He did your homework for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got a word for you today, bro. <laughs> oh, well, this just I turned feel... into a completely different. Podcast. Do you feel encouraged? So right encouraged now? right now. It's almost like we have the gift of exhortation. Whoa. 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 And boom, Jeez. transition. What? But wait, but Remy, how are you? Oh. And we just skipped them. Yeah, we skipped everyone. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll finish asking, and then we'll, we'll we'll pretend like that transition happened at the end. So, okay, good plan. Uh, okay. Connor, how you doing? Are you actually good? Evaluate pretty the good, pretty good. Yeah. Still hot. Minus three. Football started today. Plus two. Nine out of ten. <laughs> no way. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty awesome. That was let's go. Amazing. Um, wow. Allie, you're up. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Because actually, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. But I got engaged, so that's like a nine. But then football started today, so it's back down to an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Subtract it because football has started and now Connor is gone. Yeah. He's just off the deep end. Just not gonna, you know. There goes most of my attention. She's a football. There goes our last female. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cooper, how you doing? His ear just flopped over. God, he's so adorable. Remy, uh, how are you doing? Ah, uh, guys, I'm doing so good. It's a oh. good day today. I love you guys. I just love hanging out in the podcast with you guys. I told you he still liked you. I didn't say that I liked him. Oh. There's a difference between liking someone and loving someone. You don't have to like everyone you love. And that's the podcast. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Totally kidding. Yeah, I like you guys. You guys are like my best friends. Oh, I cried, man. guys. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, going back to that, it's almost like we got the gift of exhortation. What? What? Oh. Boom. Transition. Oh. Good job. Yeah. We're talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Round dose. Because first time around, we talked about the overall gifts of the Holy Spirit. What are they? Where do they come from? Why do they exist? What is their purpose? All those questions from A to Z. Except we skipped B. Because we got to talk about... All oh. the gifts. <laughs> and that's the sound of a hydro. <laughs> my legs are way too darn long for this over here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, but we got to talk about all these gifts because, you know, we talk about, oh, I might have this gift. I might have that gift. And we're not really sure what they are. So uh, I thought it would be a good discussion for us to just talk about all the different gifts that there actually are or at least some of them that we know because, People go back and forth with how many gifts there actually are for the Holy Spirit. And then there's also the debate on if some of the gifts have ceased today. So I guess that's my first question. Do you guys think that some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased today? Or do you think that all of them are still active? I kind of have a hot take here. 
Take it, bro. Um, I think it's hot. I was gonna say that you're hot. <laughs> obviously, I believe that all of the the spiritual gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. I think that all of the spiritual gifts that obviously are listed in Scripture continue to this day, but I also believe that just because those are the ones that are listed, I don't believe those are the only ones that we can be gifted with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or in other words, I believe there are spiritual gifts that are outside um, of those ones that are listed in the Bible. Do you have any examples? I just know that um, obviously there's different categories um, that we have in Scripture for spiritual gifts, and they're categorized you know, every other different way. Um, which can be confusing. Um, but I do think that anything that the spirit uses to work through you to like strengthen your own faith or strengthen somebody else's faith can technically be categorized as a spiritual gift. Um, so I don't know if I had have a specific, um, example, but I do believe that sometimes we get so focused on, um, these specific categories of spiritual gifts. Um, and then, you know, we only act to try and do those things and we forget about all of the other things that and opportunities the Spirit's trying to do through us um, every single day. Interesting. All right. That's what's up. Christian, Allie, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I don't think I disagree with anything Connor said. Um, I'm pretty much on the same page. Um, there absolutely are so many ways that the Lord is working that we're just completely unaware of. Yeah. Um, and I think that can be in spiritual gifts. So yeah, I agree with his hot take. Allie. I third it. She thirds it. All right. Do you have, Remy? A, do you have a different point of view? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. <clears throat> in regards to the gifts seizing, I think what's really hard is that we, I don't know, like we, we live in America and even in that, we live in one city, mm. we live in one place, right. and somehow we think that like we get to witness everything that God's doing in the world in our city, mm. you know? So when we say like, gifts of healing have ceased, I don't see it happening today. And it's like, you clearly haven't been to the rest of the world, because there's a lot of things happening all over the world that you have no idea about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, the biggest one that is up for debate, I think, is the gift of prophecy. Mm. And I think that the reason why is because we believe that scripture is, uh, it is, uh, oh my gosh, what's the word for it? Uh, inerrant? Yes, inerrant, First Timothy 3.16, but uh, moreover that it is uh, sufficient. That's the word I was looking for. That scripture, all scripture is God-breathed and that this is sufficient for us, right? But that means that like the canon is closed, which means that we know what God's word is now. So for someone to act as if they are getting a new word or new revelation from God today, <clears throat> that if it goes contrary to scripture, that we have to believe that. And that's actually completely what Mormonism is. Mormonism basically created by Joseph Smith, who believed that he received revelation from God literally 2000 years after, or I guess like 1800 years or whatever, after uh, the canon was closed. And so... Um, like to believe in that completely goes against our belief of like scripture and that kind of stuff and being completely sufficient for us being today. But uh, for the rest of the gifts, I do believe that they still happen today. 
But they're all over the world. I mean, like we've witnessed healing ourselves when we have been over to like Zambia, Africa. But like, it doesn't just happen in Zambia, Africa. I think it happens all over the world. I mean, India and China are two of the like the largest continents. Not even. I'm sorry, continents, countries in the world with literally billions of people, right? With literally so many people and like there's things happening all the time over there and we live in a country that only has you know 350 or 325 million people and we live in a small town you know kind of thing so uh yeah i believe that the gifts are still happening today but that doesn't mean that you have to believe in those things i think that that's something kind of secondary so like if you're someone that believes that the gifts have seized then like that's okay like we're not here to force you to believe that the gifts are still happening today and that you need to believe it this way or that way and stuff. Um, I will say that it, I guess it can make it harder for you to witness when you uh, experience those things. Cause if you try to write them off as like science or as if it's like from the enemy, but it's like God, like actually like performing miracles and witnessing to those, um, then like that can be hard to witness to others. Cause you're not, you know, using what God's giving us right there. But part of the reason why people also believe that the gifts of seas is because they happen for a certain period of time during the time of the apostles in order to prove the validity of what they were preaching and teaching because at that time the new testament didn't exist right paul was still writing half the freaking new testament to everyone and they didn't have the gospels written down for i think an extra like anywhere from 50 to 75 years after uh jesus no not, sorry not after jesus's death about 40 to 50 years after jesus's death and resurrection so uh, some people believe that that's like what the gifts were for then and not for today. But I guess, again, that can just be up for debate if they believe that. So uh, going into like the different gifts and what they are, uh, there are a ton. And I'm just going to read the the piece of scripture again that we kind of talked about last time uh, to kind of start it off. But I figure what we can do is we can just kind of like run through each of the gifts, get some insight on like what these mean, and then uh, maybe get some ideas on like where that's applicable in our life or like how we can start applying that and then kind of end it with um, how can we apply the gifts that we've received into our life and what we can be doing. Perfect. Does that sound good to you guys? All right, dope. I'm going to read Romans 12, 3 through 8. Uh, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not have all the same function. So in Christ, we, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve it. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And then the other one is 1 Corinthians, and it actually breaks up into two different sections, but I'm just going to read 8 through 10 from chapter 12. To one there is given the spirit of a uh, message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. So we got a lot of different gifts here, and I didn't even read all of them. Um, but which ones, which ones stick out to you guys from those verses? Which ones stick out the most, either in question mark or maybe like you resonate with the most or witness the most. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> well, sorry. My throat <laughs> was going, going off a little bit. I think, I think when I, when I read it and I, 
I've heard this conversation around this before. Um, it says, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, and regarding that, and so just the conversation about like, what does that mean? Hmm. Um, like, so if I have less faith, there's less prophecy. Like, what does that, you know, there's maybe some confusion around that. Yeah. And that might be a completely different subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can give, like that instance in, in scripture right here might give an indication as to why um, there may be confusion around spiritual gifts and their prevalence today. Yeah. And how do we apply them? How, how, you know, how do we know which ones we have? You know, mm. do I need more faith to have spiritual gifts or yeah. do I just have them? You know, so some of those questions when reading it yeah. popped into my mind. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you think about that? I think, first of all, I think, yes, they are sometimes confusing and misunderstood by a lot of um, Christians, but I think in a way, in most cases, I obviously won't say all cases, but I think in most cases, I think sometimes we we exchange the word confused um, for like what we're actually doing, which is just not really caring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we use the, spir- say- the spiritual gifts confuse me and instead of, you know, fessing up to our sin and being like, I don't really care too much to actually look into this mm. or I don't really care um, as much because I haven't been seeking out the Lord and I haven't been, you know, give, getting those opportunities to even use these. Um, and so I know at least that I've gone through that before where it's just like, oh, this confuses me, so I'm just going to let it be an excuse for why I don't actually look into this mm-hmm. and don't actually look into what my spiritual gifts are yeah. um, or how I can use them. And so I just know that's a real thing, um, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Allie, why yeah, do you think true. we use that as an excuse? Like, why we use the excuse of, like, we're confused, so we just, like, don't dive into it? Yeah. Um, I think our society is really lazy, and also this is just my standpoint, I find mm-hmm. myself being like confused mm-hmm. when I'm jealous that someone else has it. And like, I think we talked about this once too, mm-hmm. um, when we were talking about like memorizing scripture and it's that jealousy that should make you like want to be better. Yeah. But like Satan's really good at keeping us in that mindset of, Oh, I'm just not good at it. Mm-hmm. Like I could say my whole life, I'm not good at memorizing scripture, but I think you were like, well, why would you want to sit in that? Yeah. When you can say, I want to be better at. Yeah. Um, but I think that's more of what we do is it, it could be a jealousy or maybe it's an insecurity. I don't know. Um, but for me specifically, if I'm like jealous about it or I wish I had it, I stay in the mindset I wish I had instead of how can I adapt to that? How can I like grow in that? So how do you overcome that mindset? It's really hard. Um, but I think me personally, just, um, reminding myself, like the greatest thing I've learned recently this year is like remembering how God talks Mm-hmm. Um, and when I hear voices in my head, like, oh, you could never do that. Like, why would God ever want you here? Um, or anything like that. I know that that's not how God speaks to me. Yeah. That's my biggest thing that has helped me. Like I start to check my feelings on, is this how God would speak to me? Would he ever say things like you're alone? No, he wouldn't. He would never say that. So that's how I overcome that. But again, I'm still learning that. Like there are moments of weakness because it's really easy to be deceived by your own thoughts. 
So if you did not know, the Vessels Podcast is a part of the Christian Apparel Company, Ask Us Why. And if you guys are new and you've never discovered us before, we highly encourage you to check us out. And you can either see us on our website at askuswhy.org, or you can check us out on social media at askuswhy with two whys. And instead of running ads with our podcast for other companies and trying to promote them, uh, we figured that this would just be a time to share what we do as a company and encourage you that if you want to support us and help us continue doing what we do with this podcast, the best way to do that is for you to check out our apparel and snack something on there because all the proceeds that we receive from that goes towards the vision of this ministry which is so much bigger than apparel line and so if you guys want to we just released a brand new collection collection five roots that's got five different shirts all in fun colors that are some pretty cool conversation starter shirts we got ones about ask me about jesus let me tell you a story uh, let's grow the kingdom together ask me for some good news uh, and ask me why so those are our five different shirts and if you guys guys would be so cool as to check us out and just give us a look on our shop. Uh, it would mean the world to us because your support is what continues to help us do what we do. With that being said, we'll jump back into the episode. Yeah. Love that. Christian, what do you think? How do you add to that? How do you piggyback on that? <laughs> or maybe just saddle up next to it. <laughs> Sidecar. Harley <laughs> Davidson. I'm like the dog. I just pictured the Christian jumping on my back. <laughs> like a piggyback. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, how do you jump on the back of Allie for that one? Um, is it a full sprint? Is it a high jog? Is it just a, a leap? Yeah, I. For for me, when when I started, I guess when when you would say when I could say my my faith kind of caught fire and really started pursuing a relationship with the Lord more. I wanted to learn more about Jesus and God because I was in a relationship with Him, just like. Connor and Allie, they first start getting to know each other. They're like, man, I want to know everything about you. Um, and that's kind of how relationships go. And so when I remember, you know, when I'm first diving into the word and, well, I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life, but when I started doing it more seriously, I would read one section of scripture and maybe jump over to another one. And I would see, it, it maybe it would be, I wouldn't understand or feel like I'm connecting things between different pieces of scripture. Um, but as I'm in the word more often and those things, those, the scripture gets kind of built up in my mind as I'm remembering it, it's easier to connect different dots within scripture. And for me, um, I'm someone who likes to learn. So it makes it more interesting. The more that I read scripture, the more that I dive into it, the less that I'm confused and the more entertained I am while I am reading scripture in a way. Um, and that's not always going to be the case, but for me, it took a lot of discipline just getting into the word before I got to the place where I would read something and I'd hit that bump of, Oh, this is confusing. I don't know what to think about this and now have practiced it enough times where it's like, okay, I'm going to go to this commentary. I'm going to ask my friends. I'm going to pray about this yeah. to figure that out. And it, it's a practice, you know, it's something that's not, you know, you don't start reading the Bible and you're like, Oh, I don't know what this means. And you just immediately know where to go to for advice and resources. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a practice and it's something that you can get better at. Yeah, I agree. I think that you, uh, <clears throat> I guess to kind of sum all those things up, the biggest thing is that we lack the, uh, 
we think we lack the motivation to pursue those things when we realize that it has to do more with discipline than it does motivation. Uh, but the problem is, is that what we surround ourselves with the most in life isn't reminding us to be pursuing that thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, unless we're involved in church community groups, youth groups, Bible studies, or even our friends that are pushing us to do these kind of things, uh, then we're not going to do those things. It's just not on our mind. It's whatever the world's feeding us at that time. And so when we lack the motivation to get into scripture and study the gifts and better understand them or it confuses me, it's too hard. It's like, there's always going to be an excuse that we can give for why we shouldn't do something, but like nothing good comes easy in this world if we know anything about it. And so I think that, yeah, like even just being practical and just spending time in prayer, asking for the Lord to rekindle that fire in our hearts, but even more than that, being intentional with how we surround ourselves and what we feed ourselves, because that's ultimately going to in turn allow us to, to grow towards those things that we're trying to pursue in our relationship with Jesus. Um, so that was a, that was a good little side tangent there, but, um, I have yeah. a, I have a thing to say. So, uh, yeah, just moving on, we can, uh, talk. I'm just kidding. Um, yes, Kona. I'm still going through this in my head. So call me out if it's heretical, but I don't think it will be. Okay. But okay. I'm telling you now. Okay. Tr- trigger warning. Okay. Yes. Hmm. So I think it's heretical. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, <laughs> um, I think a big a big like problem that Christians can have Christian has no just Christians can have <laughs> um, when it comes to like spiritual gifts is I think sometimes like our pers- perspective is off with it because I think and this could just be me and I might be it's the only person you. who does this but I don't think this is the case but I think a lot of the times when we're talking about spiritual gifts we try and use the spiritual gifts almost as like stepping stones to like get closer to God or have a better relationship with Jesus. When in in reality, it should be the other way Yeah, where it's like you're, you should be already spending so much time with Jesus, you know, seeking, seeking him out in prayer and reading his word um, and all of these things. And then your spiritual gifts will be obvious to you, more obvious to you as you grow closer in relationship with, to the, with the Lord, because if you're doing the work of the Lord, if you're asking for him to show you opportunities to use those gifts, then they're going to be become obvious because you're going to, you're going to have the spirit working through you already. And I think sometimes it's backwards or we get it backwards to where we're like, I'm in this dry season of haven't been reading my Bible, haven't been praying, haven't been in relationship with the Lord. um, And I just feel kind of crappy and we all go through those seasons and then we try and find this like quick fix to like have a better re- relationship with Jesus. And there really is no quick fix. Like Christian was saying, like it's an everyday relationship. You choose to do it. You choose to be in the word every day. You choose to be praying every day and to, you know, have the spirit of the Lord work through you every single day. And I think our society, our culture, everything is just, you want it so fast. You want it just to be, you know, five tips and tricks to have a better relationship with Jesus. And it's like, sometimes it's not that way. Like sometimes it's sanctification your entire life. And I think that's just a perspective that we we need to, to hold and to have it switch sometimes because it can't get backwards. And that's it. Heresy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good word, bro. I like that. Um, Yeah. 
Cool. So kind of moving through that, uh, let's just kind of navigate through these gifts. We got so many gifts, you guys. This is crazy. Um, God likes to give us good gifts. God likes to give us good gifts. If an evil man will give his son a snake. A snake. Was it a snake? No, it's it's that if a, if a child, if, if, a, if a son a asks for <laughs> a child, if a son asks for bread, is he going to give his son or a fish? Is he going to give him a snake? It's like, no, even if an evil man can do that, how much more can your good heavenly father give you? I'm so kind much. of, I'm kind of butchering it. So I apologize Heresy. for that. I'll get the Radical. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, guys, we got so many different gifts and I just want to, I want to pick your guys' brains on how much you guys know. And then I'll share what I've been learning oh, through no. my studying. And it's okay. Like, <laughs> Like, we, like, like, I don't, I, I don't want to place the expectation that I'm somehow like been master of the spiritual gifts for the last like 10 years of my life as if like I've been studying them and preaching on them and all that kind of stuff. I haven't, I've been studying this stuff as we go too, which has been really encouraging to me because it's helped me better understand different gifts. Um, but I just want to see what you guys know about these gifts and then we can kind of discuss some of them. So the first one up is Sweet. prophecy. What do you guys think prophecy means when they say the gift of prophecy? Um, I think this is probably the one I know least about because I think it's something that sometimes scares us, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and I think, you know, when we read scripture and we read Bible stories and, you know, you read, um, just like all of the prophets and you're like, man, I would never be like these people. Um, who like didn't listen to Jeremiah or any of the prophets or any of this, like, yeah, they're so dumb. Like, why would they do that? Just listen. And it's like, then I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess I've kind of just skirted around this one for a while because it's, it's just not something either we talk about or we don't want to hear. Um, when, and that shouldn't be the case. But. So I guess let's let's go off of that because that's actually really good. So when you guys think of prophets in the Old Testament, who are some of the prophets you guys think of? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> like prophets, just any of them. It doesn't have to be anyone Ezekiel. specific. Ezekiel. Got Ezekiel. Jeremiah. Got Jeremiah. Jonah. Allie, who we got off the top of your head? Nobody. <laughs> She's like, Matthew. <laughs> I was going to say Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> <laughs> I was do the whole no, that's that's not quite it, but that's okay. Um, okay, yeah. So when we think of the prophets and when we think of them being a prophet, when they go and share or go do their calling, like for instance, Jonah, right? Jonah got eaten up by a whale, got yeeted, and then got spit back yeah. out, sent to Nineveh, had to go preach to the people. Like, was he prophesying over them or was he calling them to repentance because I think he was calling them to repentance right? he's calling them to repentance and Jeremiah is known as a weeping prophet do you guys know why he was called a weeping prophet because nobody listened to him nobody listened to him but he wasn't there prophesying the future he was calling them to repentance and no one wanted to listen to him so that's already like kind of the weird thing is that we already kind of have this weird idea of prophecy where we think that prophecy is solely predicting the future Prophecy is just sharing God's heart. Sharing God's heart. Yeah, it's like there there is a message that God has for us. And so when there is a prophet, they're literally God's messengers. Like that's literally what it translates to. Translates to. Um, so that's what I do think I find very interesting because we always think that prophecy is like, oh, you have the gift of prophecy. Like you can predict the future. It's like 
It's not really how it works. So in my studying, I discovered that the Greek root for this word means to either speak forth or declare divine will, meaning to interpret the purpose of God and to share that with others. Um, and so, yeah, when we talk about the gift of prophecy, it's less about our ability to either predict the future. Cause there's guys today that are trying to predict the future being like on this day, this is what's going to happen. And, and these things, this is a word from the Lord. And it's like, they're claiming this revelation from God that is completely contrary to scripture. And then it doesn't happen. And it's like, now you've just made yourself look like a fool, but now you're making like God look like a fool in front of all these people because you're acting as if this is from God. But, uh, I can't remember the scripture off the top of my head. I think it's in Hebrews, but it talks about how like God is not a God of confusion. Like he brings peace. And so, uh, anytime that we think that we understand prophecy to be that and it brings confusion it's not from the lord but i think moreover when we talk about prophecy the gift of prophecy is the ability to share god's word and his revelation that we've already received through scripture does that kind of make sense yeah okay cool i know we can do a deep deep study on that kind of stuff and i can spend way more time trying to like study and explain, but obviously this podcast is for more than that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, more about forth telling than it is foretelling, if that helps anyone to kind of bundle it up into a little sentence. So uh, next up on the list, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about evangelism, the gift of evangelism. What does that mean? It means if you have the gift of evangelism, you're allowed to talk about Jesus. Everybody else, don't do it. So you three can, I can. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Allie, let me ask you a question. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go again, baby. <laughs> Buckle up. She's like, I don't usually have to talk this much in podcasts. Now you're putting me on the spot. Um, if you have the gift of evangelism, what do you think that means to the person that believes that they have the gift of evangelism? Um, hold on. Let me think about a way to not be offensive. Um... <laughs> Like, how do I describe me as opposed to you? No, 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 no. If someone believes that like, they, they have the gift of evangelism. What do they what, think that they're doing? Like, what, is the, what does the gift of evangelism mean for them? Oh, you're asking the wrong person. I'm just curious what you think. Oh, I think they're just like, I'm really good at sharing the gospel. It comes super easy to me. Okay, yeah. They have sure. it probably tattooed on their arm or they have a cross tattooed on their wrist, which is the key to heaven. Well, I mean, if I've you have heard. a tattoo, you're going to hell. So <laughs> not really liking that. I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not enough on your body yet for it to like kind of like the weight on the, you know, the scale. I think it just um, means that like in my brain, my yeah. little pea brain, it's like, oh, they're like really good at showing the gospel. So do you think that if you have the gift of evangelism, that that's the call to mission work? Uh, yes, but missions can be on different scales. Explain that. Um, I don't know. This is a hot topic. Connor and I have gotten in many arguments about this. Um, but I think like, I don't know, like I've asked Connor before, like, yeah, you go to Africa and preach the gospel. Super awesome. Super dope. Good time. Yeah. But do your neighbors know the Lord? Have you asked them? No, mm -hmm. you haven't. Um, so I think that there's people like Connor who are really great at going to Africa and good at that. Whereas I'm better at the neighbor thing. Um, not that one's better than the other. Like I shouldn't just be like, oh, well, I got this covered. You go ha have that. Yeah. Um, like there's obviously room for growth in both areas, but I think that's where my heart is, is it's, you can be good at something, but not have to go to Africa to prove it. Mm -hmm. Prove it's a bad word. I'm not like making fun of people who do that. I'm just yeah. saying like, you can have the evangelistic gift and be right here. Yeah. Be at Walmart 
you don't have to be in Africa taking photos with African children being like, <laughs> I'm good at being an evangelist. <laughs> well, just to clear the air, not every mission trip to Africa is evangelism. There's a lot of mission trips that just go over there to just hang out and serve. This is true. So, or build things. Or build things. Or in Jack's terms. Paint toilets. Paint toilets. <laughs> I don't know why he likes he that term so much. Toilets? He says, I don't know why people go on mission trips to paint toilets. Like, it's just, His it doesn't make sense. His accent is so cool. <laughs> he has an awesome accent. It's so cool. Um, okay, so this might, uh, you'll like this. Oh, God. So, ruffle some feathers. This might ruffle some feathers. Okay, so I, I hear that mindset a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people go to like, you know, you don't need to go to Africa to share it with your neighbor and right. you feel like you're better at it with your neighbor. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Okay. How often do you share with your neighbor? I just got got it. Got so keep on all your clothes. Modesty is hottest, baby. You really is got, I just got got it. Um, is it, you got me. Okay. So oh, I guess she got I, me. <laughs> but then the question goes both ways though. Cause like uh-huh. you can also go to Africa and I'd be like, well, how often yeah. are you sharing it with your neighbors? And that's, I think a big thing that I know this is so, I, I guess it's kind of on the topic of this, but I'm just going to talk about it real quick. But like we, we talk about how I don't feel called to missions and like we make this, this mission trip. And this is specifically just about our two week mission trip. But like we make this two week mission trip somehow feel like it's like our entire year, but like we're only mm-hmm. there for like two weeks and then you got 351 other days where you're in America to still do the neighbor stuff. Yeah. But we're taking those two weeks to go spend it with villages that have never received the word of Jesus when more likely than not, half of our neighbors know who Jesus is because they use it his name in vain. And like, they like, went to church when they were growing up. Probably went to church when they're growing up, have been invited. Francis Chan talks about this in his letters to the church where he's like, why do we spend so much time, sorry, fighting over trying to get someone who's been invited and asked to receive Jesus 10 times when we haven't even put any effort into the person who's been asked zero times. Mm. Like we put so much effort into, oh, how do we change the message? How do we make it more of an experience? Like all these things within church to try and get them to receive Jesus. And it's like, but we got over 1.3 billion people still in the world who have never heard of the name of Jesus that we're not over here just being like, there are people who don't even have the opportunity yet that want to receive Jesus that are waiting. So I think that's where I'm trying well, to get I like with. what you said about like no shade on your guys's mission trip at uh-huh. all. This is just all I have to go off of because yeah. I've never, um, but like, I, I agree with you. I think your mission trip, it is hard, right? Cause you do so much training and time and effort and care and thought, uh-huh. whatever into this trip. And it takes up a lot of months. Yeah. And I think you guys go for that two weeks and you're like, all right, that's all I had to do. It was just two weeks out of my whole year. And God's like, that's it. That's all I asked for. You did it. You accomplished <laughs> it. You have a front row in heaven. Um, and I think oh, that's gosh. sad. But I think if we're being honest, everyone's thought that. They're like, that's yeah, it. They no, get back here totally. and life returns to normal, which yeah. is disgusting to say. Totally. But it does. Like oh, you live same a- like church camps. Well, which is why I always get so frustrated. Sorry, this is so off topic. But with like romance that happens and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, that is such a skewed view of someone. Yeah. Like I've been to church camps and been like, that guy looks incredible praising the Lord. Everyone does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You come off that mountain and life goes back to normal and Look you at see those guys praising the Lord. Can I see Christian? Do you want some worship? You know, just like Christian. I think, uh, I think How Ali has think? the gift of discernment here. <laughs> <laughs> Being able to, to smell out those that are fake. <laughs> Uh, my turn now. Okay, my turn. Here we go. I raise my hand. Christian, so... <laughs> Coke on her. <laughs> Your turn. I think, obviously, 
you know, that was just for, you know, the <gasps> the battery died on this camera. Really? Yeah. Oh. I have another one. Good thing I'm talking. Yeah, you keep talking. <laughs> Anyways, um, obviously, you know, you and Remy weren't just arguing to actually argue. You were arguing to show the interaction. We argue to show both views. Yeah. That's simply what it's But for. I do think that both of those can be so unhealthy yeah. in Christian communities where there's the people who are like, I'm only going to do missions work, you know, with my neighbors because I don't feel called in quotations to go to Africa. Or to How do, do you this. feel like, sorry, I didn't wrap, um, about like when people say that. I'm not going to get into it too much, but I do think that obviously you can do missions work anywhere. And it just because you're not called to be a full-time, um, you know, to work full-time in global missions doesn't mean you can't go on a three week <clears throat> mission trip to Africa one summer of your life. Mm. Um, and it can be the other way around because yeah. I think both are unhealthy views where it's like, you know, we can come back from Africa and be like, man, I am just the coolest. I did all of this Which work for clarify, the Lord. Which, to clarify, none of them do. Yeah. But <laughs> this I would do be that. Like, <laughs> Strut my walk. Hey, did you hear that I went to Africa this summer? <laughs> hey, no? I was Oh, no, in... I'm so tan. I was preaching the gospel out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually dirt from Africa. I didn't wash my... I didn't take a shower yet. <laughs> Sorry, that was who went on. Those are funny. I don't know what I was talking about, but you know what I mean. You like both of those, both of those are wrong. And yeah. the worst part is that we're so focused on what that other person is doing that we're totally not focused on what the Lord's trying to do up through us. Yeah. And it's like we're just going to be so cynical and so, you know, criticizing. Critic. What's the word? Critical. So critical of these other people, I think one, because we're either jealous of what they did or what yeah. the, the Lord did through them. Yeah. And the other one is because we know we're not doing anything for the Lord or we're not like having him work through us. And so we'd rather put other people down because it makes us feel better about ourselves when we're just, well, when you you're know, convicted, you like to point fingers. We're right? just going, going through the motions, yeah. being lukewarm in our faith and, you know, not talking to anybody about Jesus in any way. Totally. And so, I don't know, it, it is frustrating because there's always going to be people um, who choose the extremes of either one of those sides, um, but we can't control their perception of what's going on. We can try our best yeah. um, to come off as humble as possible and truly be as humble as possible and work for the Lord, but there's always going to people, be people who, who will you know, throw shade at whatever's going on. Yeah. One thing that a big part of that too, it falls on the responsibility of the leaders of those trips to make sure that like, they're not setting them up for failure with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause I think one of the big things that we try to do with our mission work is that what we're trying to do with the training and all this time and the development and the team building is so that it does carry on past it. Mm -hmm. So that like Christian, do you feel like your confidence or your ability to share the gospel or to do any of those kind of things that you learned leading up to Zambia are still applicable that you applied today. Like, do you feel that way a little bit? Mm -hmm. yeah, Which like, is, I definitely feel more confident about knowing that I have the ability to share the full gospel story. Like, and yeah. I also know that if I fumble my way through it, like that's okay. Yeah. You know? And like, that's, I think that's like the hope is that we want everyone to feel that to where we, we just want to show them what's already inside of each of them, which is that, you have the ability to share the gospel. And like, once you've done it, you're like, oh, well, 
wasn't so bad. Like that was cool. And then once you can get over that hill of like that fear of them saying no or rejecting you and you're just like, I'm just going to put it in God's hands. It allows for us to like have that confidence to share the gospel. But I think overall, when we talk about evangelism, the point is, is that evangelism is, (laughs) why was that so hard to say? (laughs) Evangelism is the ability to, to, to share the gospel to with other people that like you are, you are set. And this is a gift that more, some people have more than others where like they are set on just saving souls that are lost and trying to bring as many people as they can with them to heaven. Everywhere they go is a conversation about Jesus. And those are the people that have the gift of evangelism. And then there's those that might not have it. But again, like we talked about last week, just because you don't have it doesn't mean you're not called to it. And so I think that's where it kind of comes into play with, um, we think that evangelism somehow equates to mission work and like street evangelism and like having to be out on the street and those things. But in all reality, it's an everyday thing. It comes with us when we're in America, when we're down the street at the grocery store, mm-hmm. when we're in the classroom next to students who might not know Jesus, like just getting to witness to them. And maybe it takes place going on a mission trip. Like we don't, we don't try to, we're not here to condone or shame anyone that doesn't go on a mission trip. We're more bummed out that like they don't get to come with us because we're just so excited. We're like, we want you to come on this trip with us. And if they can't come, we're more like the reason why we want, like we're pushing for this is because we just really want you to come with us. Not that like you're going to be a bad Christian if you don't go. Cause like we've had tons of people that don't go that we're like, dude, like understand life happens. Like it's all good. doesn't make you more or less a bad Christian. That's just how life goes sometimes. But yeah, when it comes to evangelism, uh, it's some of us might have it more than others where you feel really drawn to share Jesus literally everywhere you go and you have that excitement, you have that fire. And if you have that gift, like grow in that thing, like keep doing it over and over and over again. And as you practice, and we kind of talk about this a little bit and we'll talk about it more later, but like you can grow in these gifts and you can develop them as you mature in your faith and you grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, can be super huge. So much more to say on these things, but I know it's so hard on to the next. What's up, guys? Hey, so when we recorded this episode, it actually was in total an hour and 20 minutes. So instead of trying to uh, upload an hour and 20 minutes of a podcast, we figured that we would just split this up into two different episodes, one being a part one and then a part two in continuation with the topic. So with that being said, we're going to conclude this episode here, but you can check out the following episode right after this and continue the conversation with us. Thanks, guys.